You're listening to Audio Divina, reflecting on the Sunday Gospel with Father Francis J. Maloney. In this episode, we look at the Gospel of Luke, chapter 15, verses 1 to 32, where Jesus shows us that the God who brings fire to the earth and demands we place God's kingdom first is the same God who gives his children the freedom to make mistakes and welcomes them back when they fall. We begin with the reading of the text from Miranda. The tax collectors and sinners, however, were all crowding round to listen to him, and the Pharisees and scribes complained, saying, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. So he told them this parable. Which one of you with a hundred sheep, if he lost one, would fail to leave the ninety-nine in the desert and go after the missing one until he found it? And when he found it, would he not joyfully take it on his shoulders and then, when he got home, call together his friends and neighbours, saying to them, Rejoice with me, I have found my sheep that was lost. In the same way, I tell you, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner repenting than over ninety-nine upright people who have no need of repentance. Or again, what woman with ten drachmas would not, if she lost one, light a lamp and sweep out the house and search thoroughly till she found it? And then, when she had found it, call together her friends and neighbours, saying to them, Rejoice with me, I have found the drachma I lost. In the same way I tell you, there is rejoicing among the angels of God over one repentant sinner. Then he said, There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, let me have the share of the estate that will come to me. So the father divided the property between them. A few days later, the younger son got everything he had and left for a distant country where he squandered his money on a life of debauchery. When he had spent it all, that country experienced a severe famine, and now he began to feel the pinch. So he hired himself out to one of the local inhabitants, who put him on his farm to feed the pigs. And he would willingly have filled himself with the husks the pigs were eating, but no one would let him have them. Then he came to his senses and said, How many of my father's hired men have all the food they want and more, and here I am, dying of hunger. I will leave this place and go to my father and say, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. Treat me as one of your hired men. So he left the place and went back to his father. While he was still a long way off, his father saw him, and was moved with pity. He ran to the boy, clasped him in his arms, and kissed him. Then his son said, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring out the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the calf we have been fattening and kill it. We will celebrate by having a feast, because this son of mine was dead and has come back to life. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. Now the eldest son was out in the fields, and on his way back, as he drew near the house, he could hear music and dancing. 
Calling one of the servants, he asked what it was all about. The servant told him, Your brother has come and your father has killed the calf we had been fattening because he has got him back safe and sound. He was angry and refused to go in, and his father came out and began to urge him to come in. But he retorted to his father, All these years I have slaved for you and never once disobeyed any orders of yours. Yet you never offered me so much as a kid for me to celebrate with my friends. But for this son of yours, when he comes back after swallowing up your property, he and his loose women, you kill the calf we had been fattening. The father said, My son, you are with me always, and all I have is yours. But it was only right that we should celebrate and rejoice, because your brother here was dead and has come to life. He was lost and is found. We will now hear a reflection on the text from Father Maloney. Over these past Sundays, as we read passage after passage taken from Luke's account of Jesus' journey to Jerusalem, we have perhaps come away from our reflection upon the Word of God saying, just how difficult this all must be. We've meditated upon fire on earth, welcoming the broken to our tables, caring for the poor. And then last week, the high cost of discipleship, putting God and God's kingdom before even the most intimate of our relationships. But today, as we reach the very heart of Jesus' journey to Jerusalem, we see this magnificent presentation of the God behind these demands. And it is not a demanding God, but a God who might ask us to be serious about our Christianity, but who has nothing but compassion for those who struggle. Often known as the parable of the prodigal son, it really is the parable of a father who has two sons. Our readings today begin with the first statement about who this is directed to. Jesus is criticised by the Pharisees and the Sadducees because he welcomes sinners and eats with them. You remember I commented a few weeks ago, one contemporary interpreter of Luke says that Jesus was executed for the people with whom he kept company. And so addressing that situation, addressing the problem of Jesus' care for the people who are regarded as outsiders, he gives us this wonderful parable. As I said, the most important character in this parable is the father. And this father has two sons. The first of these two sons asks that he be allowed to have a share of the estate that would come to him. Now, in doing this, he really breaks the law. His father is still alive, he's the younger of the sons, and yet he wants his inheritance now. But the father doesn't stop him. The father says, go ahead. The father sets his son free, even though the son might make mistakes. And he does. He takes everything he wants, and he leaves for a distant country where he squanders his money and as the text says, 
on a life of debauchery. Notice nothing is said explicitly about improper sexual activity. That is something that his older brother will say later. But in that situation, he finds himself out of his own country, feeding pigs, which would never happen in a Jewish land. And he was so hungry that he would have eaten the pig swill, and no one offered him anything. And Jesus tells us that he comes to his senses, and he decides that he will go back to his father. But he's going to give a little speech to his father. He's going to say, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. And he will also say, I no longer deserve to be called your son. Treat me as one of your servants. And he sets off to go back to his father. No doubt repeating this little speech he's going to give when he gets back to his father. But the father who already set him free in response to his original request is waiting for him. Moved with pity, takes him in his arms, kisses him tenderly. And then he will not allow his son to give his whole speech. Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you, he says. I no longer deserve to be called your son, but he does not allow his son to say, treat me as one of your servants. Instead, the father says to his servants, quick, bring out the best robe, put it on him, put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Re-establish him as a member of the family. The family ring goes on his finger. This in contemporary terms like giving somebody the credit card. He now belongs again. And they have a big feast because this son of mine was dead and has come to life. He was lost and is found. And normally we finish our reflection on the parable there, but there's the more important response of the second son. The second son is out on the fields. And as he comes near the house, returning home, he could hear all the rejoicing of the celebration. And he wants to know what this is about. And when he's told, he is angry and he refused to go in. He stays outside and the father again takes the initiative for the third time. He went out to him to plead with him. And the angry son tells the father how badly he's been dealt with over the years. He is this righteously angry person. For this son of yours, when he comes back after swallowing up your property, he and his women, which wasn't said earlier in the passage, but is now interpreted as the case by the second son, so full of anger, and you're celebrating with this dreadful person. The father who has gone out into the dark to try to save his second lost son, says these wonderful words. My son, you are with me always, and all I have is yours. The parable ends with the father reminding his second son that we must celebrate and rejoice because those who were lost have been found. By this stage of the parable, this father is not just the father of a parable, but it is the father with a capital F, the father 
who is the father of Jesus, who goes out into the dark to find his second lost son. Very often, we are seeking for God in the wrong places. The harsh gospel passages that we've read were all about the demands of God. But here we know we are taught what sort of God we believe in. And this God was shown to us, not only in the words of Jesus in this parable, but in the action of Jesus. Jesus not only told the story of a compassionate God out in the dark seeking his lost son. Jesus was the one who, a short time after this parable is told in the Gospel of Luke, is hanging on a cross, saying to his father, Father, forgive them, and saying to the thief, This day you will be with me in paradise. This is a crucial parable for our understanding of Jesus and our understanding of God. We need to be reminded at all times that we often search for God in the wrong places. This is a God who brings fire on earth. This is also a God who welcomes the broken. This is a God who asks us to put God and God's kingdom first. But he is always with us in our darkness and anger, seeking us out and telling us everything that I have is yours. We now recommend 10 to 15 minutes of personal reflection on what you've just heard. Please pause the track now and press play when you're ready to return. We conclude with a reading of the text from Isaac. The tax collectors and sinners, however, were all crowding round to listen to him. And the Pharisees and scribes complained, saying, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. So he told them this parable. Which one of you with a hundred sheep, if he lost one, would fail to leave the ninety-nine in the desert and go after the missing one till he found it? And when he found it, would he not joyfully take it on his shoulders and then, when he got home, call together his friends and neighbours, saying to them, Rejoice with me, I have found my sheep that was lost. In the same way, I tell you, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner repenting than over ninety-nine upright people who have no need of repentance. Or again, what woman with ten drachmas would not, if she lost one, light a lamp and sweep out the house and search thoroughly till she found it? And then, when she had found it, call together her friends and neighbours, saying to them, Rejoice with me, I have found the drachma I lost. In the same way, I tell you, there is rejoicing among the angels of God over one repentant sinner. Then he said, There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, let me have the share of the estate that will come to me. So the father divided the property between them. A few days later, the younger son got together everything he had and left for a distant country where he squandered his money on a life of debauchery.
When he had spent it all, that country experienced a severe famine, and now he began to feel the pinch. So he hired himself out to one of the local inhabitants, who put him on his farm to feed the pigs. And he would willingly have filled himself with the husks the pigs were eating, but no one would let him have them. Then he came to his senses and said, How many of my father's hired men have all the food they want and more, and here am I dying of hunger. I will leave this place and go to my father and say, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. Treat me as one of your hired men. So he left the place and went back to his father. While he was still a long way off, His father saw him and was moved with pity. He ran to the boy, clasped him in his arms and kissed him. Then his son said, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring out the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the calf we have been fattening and kill it. We will celebrate by having a feast, because this son of mine was dead and has come back to life. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. Now the elder son was out in the fields, and on his way back, as he drew near the house, he could hear music and dancing. Calling one of the servants, he asked what it was all about. The servant told him, Your brother has come, and your father has killed the calf we had been fattening, because he has got him back, safe and sound. He was angry then, and refused to go in, and his father came out, and began to urge him to come in. But he retorted to his father, All these years I have slaved for you, and never once disobeyed any orders of yours. Yet you never offered me so much as a kid for me to celebrate with my friends. But for this son of yours, when he comes back after swallowing up your property, he and his loose women, you kill the calf we had been fattening. The father said, My son, you are with me always, and all I have is yours. But it was only right we should celebrate and rejoice, because your brother here was dead and has come to life. He was lost and is found. Thanks for listening to Audio Divina. Special thanks to our readers for the episode, Miranda King and Isaac Schmidt. You can contact Father Maloney or the podcast team at audiodivina at salesians.org.au.